Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sportsmanlike Conduct Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot, and I'm here with producer Steve. Uh, we are talking baseball today. We are about an hour away from the Miami Heat and uh, Nuggets in Denver. Game five, uh, Nuggets are looking to put it away tonight. Uh, we're trying to pump this podcast off or out before uh, that game starts so we could uh, so we both tune it. in. Uh, yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> Uh, Steve uh, rooting for the Nuggets there is kind of like his uh, team away from home. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, so uh, that that's gonna be a fun one. I, I think they take care of business. The the Nuggets, I, I do. I mean, you can't count the Heat out whatsoever. Then we'll just do a quick minute on this, and we'll move on to baseball. Cool. Uh, you can't cut you the the Heat are, you know, this team where it's like you got to stab them five extra times, or else they'll you know they could get back up. And uh, that's the one thing. Uh, by the way, Tyler Hero is back tonight. They just announced it uh, about five minutes ago. Oh, did I they? I was that. just going to so, say, yeah. I just saw he was out like maybe 15 minutes ago. So, yeah, I knew they were trying to get him back for tonight. but Yeah, and they, they thought he was going to come back in game three um, a few mm-hmm. games later. But um, obviously it's a it's a win now you know, kind of game. So they're going to need all the offensive firepower they could get. Uh, he hasn't played since, I think, the Timberwolves uh, game. Uh, back in the play-in when they uh, they did the play-in tournament right before the playoffs started, but uh, yeah, so it's been. I I just forget sometimes how long the NBA playoffs are. It's really long, like it's uh, you know when people say the baseball season's long, the NBA playoffs are really long and uh, yeah, it, you know six seven weeks. I mean it started at the beginning of May, right? Miami's Miami's ago. first game was against Milwaukee on April sixteenth, so we're talking wow. two months. Yeah. Two months. And that's not even the plane. Those aren't even the plane. No, that was the first round. That's, yeah. Wow. It's a long time, man. <laughs> it really <laughs> it is. It really is. Uh, I, I understand uh, people want more playoff games, but um, yeah, maybe that's something we talk about in another segment of uh, uh, are the NBA playoffs too long? But uh, anyways, man, we had a lot going on uh, over the weekend in baseball. You went to uh, two baseball games. You went to the LA Dodgers at uh, your Philadelphia Phillies. How'd that go, man? Well, <laughs> Saturday wasn't so great. <laughs> Saturday, uh, yeah, yeah, the Phillies got got blown out. The Phillies kicked the Dodgers' ass on Friday. Right. Well, Friday, yep. Friday night, we had a nice little walk off home run by Schwarber, I believe, if I don't, if I remember right, and they won that game five to four. Luckily, the Dodgers didn't put up thirty six runs like they did last time uh, in the series against us. Uh, Saturday, we lost nine nothing, and it was just an it was just an offensive uh, disaster for the Phillies. They had like five or six hits, I think, in that game. But yesterday, however, um, it was pretty sweet. I got to see uh, Castellanos hit a homer, um, some really good pitching. Taiwan Walker went through six, I think he went six innings. Um, he looked a little shaky there for a minute, and a couple of the relievers looked a little shaky. Alvarado came in, had a little bit of a weird, uh, like, one-out kind of uh, section of his inning there. But, yeah, Kimbrell came in and closed it out, and they ended up winning 7-3, to three, so... Nice to take two or three from the Dodgers after getting swept that heavy, and and I think the Phillies are at uh, seven out of their last eight. Um, yeah, they they've been going, uh, they've been rolling. Trey Turner has been rolling. Yeah, um, I mean the team is too good to not roll, <laughs> to to not get going. Um, you know, and it's it's finally going. You know, Taiwan Walker, you guys got him for the big deal. Yeah, um, he wasn't my favorite pitcher of Met. You know, I didn't when you guys signed him for that big contract. I was like. Hooray! But then we signed uh, the Mets signed Jose Quintana, and I was yeah. like, "Great, we, we just, uh, you made up for we it." Just lost that battle, <laughs> yeah, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> Quintana hasn't even pitched yet for the Mets, no. <laughs> um, or I think maybe he's pitched one game. Yeah, 
fight. He's been injured all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, man, you, you guys walking off right, uh, Friday. That was a, that's a big win, man. Big time. Because you guys were blew that game. You guys were four to one. It was it was um, three nothing, and then it was yeah four to one, and then the Dodgers came back. And uh, yeah, that was uh, due to uh, Freddie Freeman and uh, Mookie Betts. Uh, back, I'm not sure it was back to back, but uh, they back to back homers. Yeah, uh, it was like three pitches, two yeah. home runs, and three pitches. I think yeah. I think well, um, Freddie Freddie Freeman owns the NL East. Like he kills yeah. the Mets and he kills the Phillies. Oh yeah. And uh, he loves breaking against the Braves now, his former team. Oh, yeah. But because uh, he had a home run yesterday, too, right? Yes, he did. So yeah. He <laughs> run. Just adding to his uh, stat, stat count for that uh, MVP that we, uh, you know, predicted a few weeks yeah. ago on the podcast. Yeah. So, oh, he's uh, exciting to watch, man. I mean, he is exciting to watch, no doubt. In fact, their, their first four, it was Mookie, Freeman, um, Will Smith, and then uh, Max Muncy. Those, I mean, Max Muncy's yeah. not having the best, you know, batting year. But uh, but watching those four guys, like that's a tough. And I think that's who Alvarado faced in that uh, eighth inning. And that's when I was saying it was looking a little shaky yesterday. Uh, and Mookie and Freeman, I think, went back to back hits off of them or a walk and a hit or something. And uh, yeah, those guys are those guys are really fun to watch. I will say that. I was really hoping to see Gonsolin yeah. pitch. They had Gonsolin as the pitcher yesterday, earlier in the week, and then they switched it, and they ended up having a bullpen day yesterday. So, um, but yeah, Taiwan looked well, good. Nola yeah. looked good on Saturday, despite the loss. Well, he he gave up. Yeah, he gave a few. Yeah. Bobby Miller for the Dodgers looked really Bobby good. Bobby Miller looked really yeah, good. Four. I was surprised. Yeah. Oh man, four four starts against really dominant lineups. I think the Phils. He went against. Um, them he went against the Braves, the Braves I think yeah and uh god he, I think it was the Rays he went against I want to say yeah I'm mistaken but he went he's gone against three you know really dominant offensive lineups and he's really shut him down yeah he's like 4-0 to start yeah uh he's just he's a really calm dude I watched him in an interview after the game yesterday he's just like super calm um doesn't you know when he had man on bases like he's like oh you know he just plays it cool and you know let, lets it ride he's like you know He's like, obviously, like, this is the biggest part of his career, but he doesn't, like, try to let it affect him. But, uh, yeah, man, that was a g- good series win for you guys. Um, yeah. The uh, the Braves keep on rolling. Yes, the Mets do. keep on losing. Yep. They, uh, Mets finish off the road trip. Uh, they finish off the series against the Pirates over the weekend. They um, On the road trip, they were 1-5. Um, everything is looking terrible for the Mets. Yeah, they're two of their last ten. <laughs> two, two wins out of their last ten, ten games. Yeah, uh, Pete Alonso is out for the Mets with the, that wrist injury after getting hit by the pitch. That was um, a nasty hit, too. It was a very yeah. nasty hit. I don't think we're going to see him in the uh, home run derby, which really sucks yeah. because um, he is the king of that. Um, and just like, just with everything else, man, it's, um, you know, it just limits the uh, Mets in general. Uh, they signed Luke Voigt today because they, they need some hitting to get going. Uh, but the Mets are right now 31 and 35. I don't really know how much more, uh, how many more uh, losses it's going to take. I know we talked about it last week, where you know at this point in the, you know in the uh, pl- at the playoffs, you know or uh, you know a team could still make the playoffs at this point in the season. I mean the team could still make the playoffs, but with with the Mets, I just I just don't know if the pitching is going to round into shape. Um, they have a tough series against the Yankees this week. Um, I, yeah, you know, Scherzer hasn't been good. Verlander hasn't been good. Senga has been like the probably the more consistent starter that the Mets have had. But even you know, even outside of that, man, the the rotation was supposed to be this team 
uh, strong point has not been. The offense has been very lackluster. Don't get me started on Francisco Lindor, who is an absolute dumpster fire, and that contract is going to be one of the worst in MLB history because uh, <laughs> this guy can't even hit the ball, and he's only into the second year, third year of his deal now, and uh, he's making about 200-something million more dollars, I think $80 million on, on that. So it's um, not looking good for the Mets, and uh, this is a team with high expectations. You had Steve Cohen come out over the weekend saying, He's not blowing up anything. He's given uh, more time to Billy Epler and uh, and to uh, you know Buck Showalter, and I mean uh, he should, of course. You know, it's not a Steinbrenner. He shouldn't come out and try to fire them halfway through the year. It's not, you know, you know it's not their fault. What are they? What are you going to do? It's like the pit, the the pitching that they put together. You know that that they thought were going to be really dominant going into the year has not been. Um, you know, is it the shift? Is it the pitch clock that's really affecting them? I, I don't know. But, you know, still, the man, the the Mets, um, they, they need to figure something out. I uh, I don't know what it is. Do they make another trade? Um, who who they get in return? I just, uh, I don't know what it is for this team. The offense uh, should not be this bad. I know that they weren't projected to be a high-performing uh, high offense, but they are still better than what we've seen out there on the field. Obviously, the bullpen has been, you know, uh, due to injury with you know, Edwin Diaz going uh, going into the year, which really just, I think, really shocked the team. Like, when you lose a player of his caliber, the best closer in all of baseball, going into the beginning of the season, right after watching him in the World Baseball Classic, you know, getting him hurt in the World Baseball yeah. Classic, that just really st- stunk, and I think it hit the Mets uh, bullpen, and I, I don't think they were ever prepared for it. You know, it really took the depth out of Adovino and, um, and uh, David Robertson, to, but uh, those two guys, you know, it, it puts a lot of stress on them, you know, and, and trying to replace a guy like Diaz is just hard to, right? Absolutely, yeah, and it was like, it was one of those things, too, um, that we talked about this before briefly, like, a while back, but um, the the way that it happened, too, I mean, he was just jumping up and down celebrating, like, you hate to see a guy, you know, it's not like he was running, uh, yeah. he had some crazy catch or something, or he got hit with a ball or whatever, um, he was just jumping up and down celebrating his win, and, uh yeah. All of a sudden, he went down, and it's just a tough hit, man. And, and and we're seeing nowadays, especially the bullpens. Obviously, the bullpens always been important, but the bullpens becoming ever more important with our starters only going four, five, six innings nowadays instead of the old old style of a six, seven, eight inning kind of guy. You're not seeing that as right. much. You're seeing more more offense too. So there's more pitches being thrown. So guys are getting to 100 pitches quicker and stuff like that. So yeah, the bullpen becomes is becoming increasingly more important. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough loss, man. Like you said, best closer in baseball. Yeah, and I think, obviously, it's had a lot to do um, with the Mets this season because uh, he, he's also the kind of guy that, that gets your team hyped. Like, there's no doubt that Edwin Diaz uh, brings that sort of uh, energy to a team, uh, whether you don't want to say the bullpen or just the overall team in general. Like, when the, the starters go out there, like, oh, I know this guy's going to come in. Um, that is one inning where we just don't have to worry about it. And, you know, on the road trip, the Mets did score runs. Like, they scored – they had the lead in every game against the Braves. Um, they got their ass kicked on Friday night. They lost 14-7 to against the Pirates. Yeah. Uh, lost yesterday 2-1. to I mean, that was a that was a pitching duel right there. Uh, they ended up winning, you know, 4-1 to on Saturday. But it's like, this team needs to play better. The offense needs to score. Those young, talented rookies in there with uh, Vientos – with Francisco Alvarez and um, Brett Beatty, like those guys are way better than what we've seen. Uh, they need to step up to the plate. Uh, Francisco Lindor, I don't need to talk about him. I don't want to talk about him <laughs> at all. 
Jeff McNeil needs McNeil, to play better. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know the Mets are hoping for Pete Alonso back, but I, uh, you know, it's gonna be a few weeks here. But. And it's funny, we you always talk about the two 40 year old pitchers with Scherzer and Verlander. Well, the two guys you just mentioned, Ottavino and Robertson, they're both 37 and 38, so they're not the yeah. you know, you're relying on your your vet bullpen members, which the, no, the oldest the oldest uh, pitching in the league. Um, average age. Average, that, yeah. That's what. Uh, yeah, yeah, average age for rotation and uh, and uh, bullpen combined. It's it's, it it's ridiculous, man. Uh, um, like I said, I I don't know what kind of trade would be out there. Um, I guess we could even talk about we could go in and talk about this, man. Um, you know, uh, over the weekend, Mar- Marcus Stroman of the Cubs. Uh, uh, Marcus Stroman was on the Mets a few years ago. He was a guy I really hoped they would have kept or resigned especially for the deal that Stroman got three years at uh, $71 million, which is a great deal for a very good pitcher, uh, someone who doesn't have a lot of injury history. And, um, for, you know, so he is trying to get another contract w- through the Cubs. Um, he, he, him and his agent have said the Cubs have not engaged in any talks. They have not uh, even opened the door for talks. So that might be a big indication um, for where the Cubs are probably at. You know, th- we, we were high on the Cubs going into this yeah. year. I thought they made some uh, great off-season moves. Yeah, with the signings that yeah, they did. Yep. Uh, maybe the Cubs aren't thinking that they are going to do hot because they are sitting at 28-37, six and a half games behind the Pirates in that very crappy division. Um, Milwaukee, who is another team that I would wonder if they would blow it up. I mean, um, you know, that, that's a team who is like, you know, they don't really pay their guys. Um, Chicago, who is maybe just thinking about it. Maybe, maybe we're like, hey, you know, we're one year away. You know, obviously we're not going to do it this year. So with a guy like Stroman, who would be heading into the last year of his deal next year, would it be better to see what you can move him for and get back a bunch of pieces and maybe really go all in next year with that flexibility and kind of spend it elsewhere? Maybe that's where they're kind of thinking yeah. of because, um, I mean, let's face it, they're, they're not going to make it run in the playoffs. Yeah. They, uh, they still need some pieces unless they would – you know, are going to go out and trade for something, but maybe they're looking at it the other way. Hey, um, you know, maybe next year will be our year because if the Brewers do lose Corbin Burns, if they do, lo- if they do decide to trade him and Woodruff and Peralta, which they would get a buttload of return in for those guys. Okay. Then you're looking at, Oh, wait, the, well, the Brewers now, um, you know, fall off, uh, Pittsburgh, who knows what's going to happen with them. You know, they're, they're having a really good year right now, 34 and 30. Um, that's way over expectations for what they had because a lot of people thought they were going to win 65 games at max. I would uh, forget what their over under for the season was, but it was definitely around there because I remember doing the, the going through the preseason projections. Um, they are over exceeding by a mile. Uh, so are the so are the Reds. The Reds are 31 and 35. There's no way teams people thought at this point in the season that the Reds will almost be 500. Yeah. It's uh, you know it's crazy. And of course we talked about the Cardinals, who are the other most disappointing team, but thing about the Cardinals is they spend a lot of money. They spend a lot of money on Contreras. They have a lot of money in Goldsmith and Arenado, um, and they're all in. There's no way that they would not be, um, you know, blowing anything up. They can't. Right. Um, so they're going to be a team that's going to be heavily involved in the trade market, I believe. Um, but I think the Cubs are looking at the situation now. I mean, for read, just reading through the tea leaves, it's like, hey, uh, Stroman, you're going to be traded. You have a year of control and um you're doing really good and we're gonna sell you while you're at your highest point uh, possible and in a in a pitching market that where is there's not a lot of starting pitching we talked about it before um shane bieber is probably the guy on the market where it's like hey this guy is going to be there 
Corbin Burns, I still think is going to be another guy who's there. Um, although Milwaukee, the, 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 the fans of Milwaukee, very passionate fans. They have a great fan base. Um, I just, uh, I would be, I wouldn't be shocked if, if come, um, you know, if they, even if right now they're, they're in contention, they're only game back of the pirates. Would you be shocked if it came to the trade deadline and they're maybe four games back or three games back and they're like, Hey, uh, we can get a lot in return because guess what? In a year's time, uh, these guys are going to be gone and we're not going to be paying them. Um, and, and th- like I said, this is a year where the pitching uh, is very valuable. And I would, you know, there's so many teams that are in contention that need. They pitching. just need one more guy. It's uh, not like, yeah. I mean, for them to pick up somebody like, like you said, even Corbin Burns or Stroman, I'm not sure who you're talking about right now. I'm talking about the Brewers or the Cubs, but. Um, uh, no, I was, I was talking about, uh, the. sorry. I was, yeah, I was. Talking about the Brewers, the Brewers they're going right. to be, uh, you know, doing a. I, uh, they have the decisions to make yeah. for sure, but uh, I'm talking about the, the yeah. Cubs. I mean, what are they, what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting um, too because we were talking about it just before we started the show. I mean, I'm looking at this article right now, and it's got this tweet that Stroman retweeted uh, of his right. basically his stats for the year: 14 games started, 12 quality starts, one complete game, 2.42 ERA, 1.04 WHIP in 85 innings. Yeah, I mean. There's no he doubt. Has like three yeah, that's what I'm, there's no doubt great. that he, I mean, he might might be one of the best pitchers in the league right now, uh, uh, just yeah. as far as numbers go. Um, I mean, even not not just the league this year, but, but I mean, going, going back, back over the last right, five six years, right. he's, twelve quality yeah. starts in fourteen he's games is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I'll be curious uh, to uh, look up his uh, stats on Baseball Reference just to see where he's been at because. Even with the Mets, he had a few decent years. Uh, I think uh, they acquired him in 2019 and or 2020, uh, and I think they had him for a few seasons before they let him go in the 2021 offseason. Um, but uh, that was that was another year where I was like, God, why don't you resign this guy? It doesn't make any sense that you're gonna go out and sign a 40-year-old pitcher, uh, Max Scherzer, at the time for three years at 143 million. I was like, God, man, this is so insane. Uh, because this guy went for half the money and he's half, you know, 10 years younger and uh, he's been more durable. Who Scherzer has not been durable. Yeah. The Mets. Yeah. The Cubbies picked uh, him up in 22, actually. He was with the Mets through COVID and he started his career right, yeah. through the 2021 yep, season. Exactly. Too. And he started his career right. with Toronto. Uh, let's see if he's yeah. good. They acquired him from Toronto. Uh, just seeing if he has any like uh, notable. Was, was yeah, yeah, his 2015. He, he started. He won four. He was four and So nothing crazy, but one point, one point six seven ERA that season. That that looks like a shorty yeah. though because he only pitched 27 innings. So, um, but yeah, I mean, he he looks like a he's like a 500 guy. He was nine and ten one year. He's 13 and nine the next. He was four and nine the next. I, yeah, I'm not really. I don't really care about the records, but like, what uh, for ERA wise, like, what did he have? Yeah, I mean, four point three, three point oh, uh, five point five, three two. This is this is his lowest yeah. ERA in as many in in this many games by far, two four two. Yeah, his his okay. career ERA is a three point five three. Not bad, uh, three point five. I mean, a lot of pitchers will take that for sure. To to go, I mean. Having a having any you know sub four e or sorry uh, below four ERA is uh you know better than most because I mean you go on, that's a quality right start. yeah three runs per game that's but a, he has only what he has only led the league in anything so if that makes sense like he's not leading the league in any of these numbers until the twenty one season he led in starts but this year he's leading in ERA he's leading in starts he's leading in shutouts 
He's leading in complete games. He's leading in ERA+. plus. He's leading in whip. He's leading in hits per nine. I mean, he's an elite pitcher this year. I don't know what happened, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he, he's not an old guy. Um, he's 32. How old is he? 30? Yep. 32. Okay. Not an old guy, and I don't... Again, I don't see him getting a big extension if he does. You know, if he gets traded to a team, they'll probably give him a two-year extension at like you know twenty-five million. Yeah, kind of like we were talking about last last yeah, show. I mean, there's years. no way they're going to give him that five, six-year deal and put him you know close to his no forties. <laughs> it's like it's not going to happen. So no way. Yeah, that, that's not happening. Uh, I think teams are you know really considering uh, what kind of big deals they give starting pitchers. But yeah, uh, going going from there, man. Um, the Stroman thing is going to be really interesting to watch come the uh, trade deadline. Uh, going going from there, uh, let's see what what else happened over the weekend. The A's won five straight. They yeah, swept the that? Brewers. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's kind of, that's another reason why I brought the Brewers because they got swept by the A's. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Uh, it, it really is. The A's are now one game behind the Royals for the worst record in all of baseball. Uh, they have 17 wins. Royals have 18. They wins. still have 120 games. Yeah, I mean it's still. It's, I mean, to think that they won five straight and yeah. they're at 17 wins, like they were 12 and 50 last that's week. Really that's so bad. I just, yeah. they were yeah, on pace we to win like 33 games. I think I did the math. I, it's just, it's bad. <laughs> oh man. God. It, that is, it is really dumpster fire there. Uh, by the way, the A's are doing a reverse boycott. Uh, they announced it today, tomorrow. I'm sorry. The A's fans uh, announced it. So tomorrow they are all supposedly going to go all to the stadium and prove that the fans are not the problem. Um, so I'm very curious to see how tomorrow's game goes. Um, and did you that, see over the weekend that they uh, uh, but, they they had talks with the the city or the state of Nevada? They're trying to secure 350 million in yes. funding for the stadium, and uh, the talks were um, pushed off or something. Like yeah, like a stalemate. Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't agree on it. Just, yeah, and uh, it's it's something really interesting yeah. to watch because. If uh, that doesn't go through, what's uh, what is what's gonna the, happen, the right? Yeah. <laughs> what is, yeah, because I mean they they purchased the land, I mean the land's still valuable for you know some reason, but uh, it you know I, I still have a feeling that it gets done. I think the A's move is in, inevitable. I don't think I I just don't think there's any coming back to Oakland after this. If they, they do stay in Oakland, I would think that the owner would probably sells the team, or something yeah. of that nature, yeah. to get to get somebody else in there because uh, I just can't imagine that. The A's fans are ever gonna, you know, get the owner. I feel like right now that the A's owner is kind of in that like uh, territory. You remember the Dodgers owner Frank McCourt, uh, way back when, before like the ma- the group that Magic Johnson's in uh, yeah. bought it. Yeah. Um, I really think that's the kind of um, like where the o- the city of Oakland is kind of all out on this team. And let, let's face it, over the years when Oakland was good and making the playoffs, like they made the playoffs in 2021. There was no fans in the stadium, so I, I don't really want to hear it from the Oakland fans. Oh, we're going to show up now, uh, you know all this. They weren't supporting that team when they when they were making the playoffs and and I know when uh, Billy Bean was there. In the earlier years, they were, but over the last decade, when that team was still thriving and uh, they still were, you know, making you know at least a run for the playoffs. Not saying they were spending a lot of money because uh, their owner's always been sort of cheap, and uh, you know Billy Bean was just able to make magic happen all the time. But, um, you know, I, I don't really want to hear from the, the fans. I definitely don't want to hear from the owner who refuses to spend any money. I just feel really sorry for the players because, um, you know, they, I'm sure they go out there and compete because guess what? Those guys want contracts too. Those guys have families to feed. Um, they want, you know, 
they're, they're pretty much they have the showcase for other teams that because uh, I can't imagine the A's are going to give out any extensions to uh, some of those guys on those teams. Expect you know, especially for the ones that are going to be free agents uh, soon to be, or uh, you know, so they they have stuff to prove because um, again, uh, who knows what kind of contracts that they are going to get outside of that. Um, you, you think about the t- the players that the A's traded away too. Sean Murphy, catcher, over to uh, the the um, Braves. He got a massive deal. Matt Olson, massive deal. Uh, who else uh, left from there? Uh, Chris Bassett, who was a part of the rotation. Um, he is now gone. So it's like you, you think about those three guys. That that was a part of the twenty one that twenty twenty one A's playoff team. Um, just really uh, interesting to watch. But uh, another team that won five games in a row over the weekend was the Diamondbacks. Uh, they now lead three and a half games over the Dodgers, thanks to yeah. the Phillies there, Steve. Uh, and the Phillies are going guys. into Arizona tonight as their next series. And I yeah. listened to big Very time. I challenge. listened to sports radio on the way home from the game yesterday, and they were like, "All right, so now we're looking ahead at the Arizona Diamondbacks. This should be a pretty easy series. Um, we should win at least two, if not all three. Okay. And I was like, "Dude, like, I don't know who that announcer, who that guy was on the radio, but." I'm like, dude, this is not a team to sleep on. Yeah. I mean, look how many runs they've scored this year, and their starting pitching is on fire. Their bullpen yeah, they, looks pretty good. They're, 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 what you just said, man, their runs. They're they score, runs. They score a lot yeah. of runs. They're like fourth in the league yeah, in when, runs or when something. They, and when they score. They're fifth. Yeah, when they score, they, they yeah. pour it on in innings. Like, they, they don't score just no. one run in one inning and a few in the next. No, they score like five runs in an inning. Like, they, they whopped the Tigers, who have now lost nine in a row. Nine in a row, yeah. in a row now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's crazy, man. The Tigers are only five games back in the division. Um, you know, if you think they would have just won a couple of games there, like they will be right in the mix, yeah. maybe a game and a half out of first place. Um, we talked about that division last week. The Twins are barely leading it at 500. Um, but uh, man, yeah, the freaking I, I think the Diamondbacks are here to stay. I think they're going to make a trade when, once the trade deadline comes. Uh, and can I say one more thing? You know, maybe. Uh, I might want to splash a little bit of money on Corbin Carroll for MVP. Maybe not just uh, AL rookie or sorry NL rookie of the year because I think, I think he has that locked up. up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. As exciting as Ellie De La Cruz is, who we need yeah, to talk yeah. about him a little bit after we talk about the D-backs. Um, I'm sorry, Corbin Carroll is by far the rookie of the year right now. He that that team is in contention because of him. As um, you know, if the Reds do make a crazy run, uh, we will definitely uh, have to reconsider it what's what's just funny i see that because dela cruz has played five games and watching him he's been magnificent he's been the most exciting player in baseball the last five days or uh, five games six games since he's been called up um but uh with 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 where the diving backs are at uh they have just been all it's a lot of it's been because of carol man i mean he's he's had games where he's put them in positions to win uh just in general, like the position he plays, really good defender, uh, hits the ball for you know average and all and all that man. Like uh, the I, for rookie of the year, I think he's minus one eighty. Guess where Dela Cruz is at? He's, he didn't even start the year. You want to guess how uh, what his odds are? Corbin Carroll's a minus one eighty. You said. I'm gonna say Corbin I'm gonna Carroll's say Dela Cruz is like a plus one hundred. No, plus three. Plus 300. Okay. But again, shocking to me. Uh, Corbin Carroll right. who's How started many games. Yeah, you know, he's exactly. played almost every game this year. Right through sixty games. Uh, Dela Cruz yeah. has played five. So I mean, obviously, there's still hundred more games to go. 
um, you know, which is which is wild thing about. Uh, but still, I mean, how That's I don't understand close, how is that yeah. close, and maybe the maybe the odds, maybe the the, the uh, Vegas is like you know what we're gonna place it really low because I'm sure I'm sure there's spend. a bajillion people so. putting that on yeah at a plus three hundred I would I would almost take it like <laughs> if, if I, I look at it the true. other way like cool Colbert Carroll's at minus one eighty like I'm a, let me throw That's a few hundred deal, more on yeah. this because um like the way this guy's playing um the 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 writers he's seventh in the league in average and he's fourth uh, in OPS uh, Corbin Carroll. Um, and like I said, man, maybe not just NL Rookie of the Year. MVP? But uh, can you look him up for the uh, NL uh, MVP right now? Uh, we know Acuna leads it, and we know Freeman is second. Um, I got to imagine that Pete Alonso is kind of falling a little bit on the odds since his injury. Um, is he even on there? Is Corbin Carroll on there? <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if he's not. Uh, I, I, he's not I'm going to say he's probably yeah, not. Let him. me see here. No, no, he's not That's on crazy. this list. That that's kind of wild. If you really think about wow. This has like this has like the top. Uh, that 20 that guys just shows you it, how much so. they really. It just really shows you how much the um, Vegas is paying attention to the uh, Diamondbacks. I again um, curious to w- see where they're at on winning the division. They they have a three and a half game lead on the Dodgers. Um, w- this team is here to stay, man. I mean, they have they have two better pitchers. The, their two pitchers are, I think, better than the Dodgers pitchers right now. Urias is an absolute garbage, and uh, Gonsolin, he's been good, but he doesn't go as deep as Zach Gallon or uh, Merrill Kelly. All right, real so, quick, um, I just found I, him. I, I just found him here. Better. All right, you ready? So this list, this is this okay. is VegasInsider.com. Uh, so this has FanDuel, BetMGM, Caesars, PointsBet, and DraftKings odds for MVP. Corbin Carroll's fourth, fourth on the list. Okay. Underneath Acuna, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and then Corbin Carroll, and then Juan Soto, and then Goldschmidt, and then Alonzo, and then Tatis, and then Arias. I mean, it's like he's above all those okay. other guys. He's well, got him, they the got him at a plus three thousand right now. On points bet, wow. FanDuel has him at twenty five hundred. MGM has him at plus two thousand. So he's moving up quick because last week when we did this, he wasn't even. I don't even think he was on this list. He he was yeah. scratching the list. I just looked at it two yeah. days ago. He wasn't even scratching the list. So um, wow, I um. Damn, he moved up that list. And like really I said, quickly. as a comparison, uh, that that has to do with people hammering absolutely, him. Absolutely, absolutely. Pete Alonso is a plus three thousand as well. On on uh, on Fanduel, oh. on BetMGM, oh. DraftKings has him at twenty five. So, no. yeah, he moved up fast. <laughs> makes makes, yeah. makes a lot of sense. I mean, he's uh, he's been great. I mean, uh, he's having I think more effect on this team than Adley Rushman did the last year too. Yeah. The, the Baltimore, you know. Well, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, Adley Rushman didn't start the season with them. Uh, he got called up, you know, I think uh, not halfway through, but uh, it was probably uh, yeah, quarter yeah. of the way through. But uh, yeah, not 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 a bad, uh, not bad. If you want to sprinkle a little money on plus three thousand for Corbin Carroll, um, like we said, man, there's still yeah, and just to think that he's fourth on this list games. above some of these names like Paul Goldschmidt, yeah. Juan Soto, and those two. P. P. Alonso is not winning it. Sorry, no, P. Alonso is no, not, not winning it. I, no, I think that team is I honestly garbage. think it's going to be Freddie Freeman, but uh, you know I like I like Acuna. I, but I'm hoping it's Freddie. Yeah, Freeman. I, I, I have him at plus seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, yeah I Freddie Freeman, man. But um, no, I I I think the I think the narrative that we've said the whole time, um, the Dodgers being in the position they are with the lack of hitting and pitching that they have, and the Dodgers are going to win ninety plus games, which they're on pace for. Um, it's because of Freddie Freeman and they're, you know, 
there will be a time come we'll say mid-july august where it's like wow people are really going to be looking at this closer and closer just like they did um over the last few years with shohei otani and uh and uh, aaron judge but uh man uh, it's uh, crazy by the way uh shout out to otani and ronald acuna they lead the league in uh, all-star votes right now um i think uh, acuna broke one million and otani was i think he was at like 850 or something million. or 900 yeah uh, 924 Yep. Yeah, it was at like 9.30 when I saw it. Yeah, I see 9.24 uh, right here. But real quick, I do want to uh, say, before we get out too far into this, somebody you were talking about earlier, Francisco Lindor, is second in sh- shortstop voting for the NL under Arcia. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Andrew Swanson's fifth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so God. Lindor's got... Lindor is 100,000 votes is, short of Arcia. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Um, the Cubs are up right now three to zero too. As we, or sorry, the uh, the um, Braves are up right now three to zero. Talking about all that, um, I, I I just don't understand how Lindor yeah. is there. The guy is batting two sixteen, yeah, and it's funny. Yeah, the guy Trey, is batting two sixteen, two forty, and he's not even on the list, the top five at least. I I think, and I'm not Trey saying Turner, Trey Turner is a better player. I'm just saying it's yeah. just funny I mean, that, like you said, he's, he's batting a two sixteen. He is a better well, player. He is, yeah, but, he is. He's, he's a better player. Lindor nah. is not proving jack squat. Lindor is there. I, I think Lindor might have finished top five in MVP voting one year. Trey Turner has hit over three hundred oh, yeah. multiple times in his career, and was almost you know almost led the United States yeah. to a, a yep. victory in the WBC. He's no, a better sure. player yeah, than Francisco I didn't mean like Lindor. that, but Lindor <laughs> just has not, not proven like Trey's not having a a, a blowaway season. No, I, I'm sorry. That that's just about Lindor. About, yeah, uh, Lindor. <laughs> That I had to watch Lindor yeah. for the next ten years. Yeah, Lindor has double. <laughs> just, Lindor has double so the bad, amount of man. votes that Trey Turner has. Yep. Unbelievable. It's just again, I I just don't understand what people see in. I don't know. It's again, I liked the, the trade when we traded for him. I did not love it. I did not love giving up the amount that we gave up for him. I just, I didn't understand why. We could have chased him uh, the following year in free agency. It just never made sense. Is it, is uh, it his hair, bro? Like, do uh, people just, just like uh, his one, hair? What a big, huh? He's always got the crazy hair. No, yeah, it's not doing the hair. Like, why does I, he have so many votes? I just, <laughs> you, do, you, do you, you, you know, the, the thing is, man, is you know when the media thinks a player is a lot better than what he really is, and uh, they don't realize it until way later, like, God, I can't believe right. we actually thought this guy was really good. Um, he's that kind of player. He's like um, Russell Westbrook. He's like, man, this guy is, you know, incredible, blah, blah, blah. He does all this, like, flash stuff, but he's really not. That is what Francisco Lindor, I'm not saying he is Russell Westbrook, because I think uh, at least Westbrook won an MVP. Um, but, like, you know, it's just, it's that kind of thing. It's like, uh, maybe Lindor is really not that good, and maybe he is not ever going to be the leader of a team. He's just not. I mean, the his his best years, I think, are behind I him, mean, to be honest. I kind of almost look at him like a like a Juan Soto type in my in my eyes. That's kind of how I see it. It's like, it, no, no, I can't say that Juan Soto. Juan Soto was the reason that those Nationals won it. Right, the but title. since then, okay. what has he done? For, so, uh, Lindor, Lindor had the chance to win the title, uh, had the chance to win the World Series back in 2016, and not saying he failed because he, he was really good in the World Series. Uh, they lost to the Cubs, um, but he's he's really regressed every year yeah. since. I mean, you could say a similar thing about Soto, but yeah, no, 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 absolutely. 
No, uh, Soto's actually he's actually been really good the last month. He, his batting average up, yeah. is up big time. It like is, for example, uh, 2020 with the Washington, yeah. he batted a three. He batted oh, he three fifty. He was magnificent. Uh, look, I, I, I'm still I'm still not saying yeah, that's what I was trying to get out of you. So <laughs> definitely yeah. not. Definitely not. No, uh, just like I, I I would rather have Soto under a four hundred million dollar contract than Lindor under yeah, what yeah. he's going to be under at least. Because uh, Soto is only mm-hmm. 22 years old. 23, I think, yeah. Uh, 23. Okay, 23. But, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, man, um, Corbin Carroll for MVP, guys. Anybody who wants to go uh, speak with some money on him, go do it now before those odds uh, go up to plus 2,000 because uh, yeah, there's definitely some money to possibly be made there. Um, let's see. Uh, Rays, uh, here's another big thing, man. Uh, we talked about this on uh, Friday. The Rays took on the Rangers. Uh, the Rays take two out of three against the Rangers. That was a big series uh, for two of the best offenses in all of baseball. Um, Rays are now 48-20 after that. McClanahan got his 10th win uh, yesterday. Uh, man, uh, you know, the one thing about the Rays is it's, uh, they just don't stop. They, they beat not Like, they really took it on every best team that they played against, and they, they took it to them hard. It's not like, um, you know, where it's like uh, they're beating just all the crappy teams. They're beating the teams in front of them, taking the series and, and doing that. And uh, I think the last series that the Rays lost was against the yeah. uh, <laughs> I think you're right, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Oh, man. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, they're but, still hot. Uh, I mean, they're still super yeah. hot. They're pretty much top, yeah, top man, five in every category on the stats. I mean – most wins for pitchers. They got the second highest batting average as a team. They have the third lowest ERA. They have the second most home runs. They have the second most RBIs. It's like, I mean, you could just keep going. The most stolen bases. They're all over all the lists. They're, they're hot. Yeah. I, I think eight or nine of those guys in the lineup have double-digit homers. It's crazy. Um, you say that. It's like, it really is, man. Uh, they have, like I said, they're, they're, they're five, their top five is just as good as anybody else's top five. Um, one thing, one thing I did love. Uh, did you see? I think it was yesterday or Saturday. Um, uh, Bre- Brandon Lau um, uh, hit a hit a uh, base hit. Uh, then um, he was at first base with uh, Nathaniel Lau. Oh, Lowe, sorry. It was a uh, Josh Lowe. Sorry, Josh Lowe hit a base hit, and uh, his brother plays for the the Rangers. Oh yeah, uh, Nathaniel Lowe. And uh, yeah, and they're both where you know Daniel Lowe plays first base, and they're both uh, kind of you know the Daniel Lowe, or um, got Josh Lowe was behind the Daniel Lowe, and uh, just making funny faces at him as Daniel yeah. Lowe was so serious. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, just something to go look up uh, if anybody that hasn't seen it. <laughs> um, but it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, man, they they took care of work. Yeah, McClanahan won his tenth yeah, game um, yesterday, I the, think, right? The, yeah, first pitcher to do that. Yeah, um, Cy Young. So, um, I know he's not leading the AL. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez now leads the AL with a um, with a uh, earn run average, which is uh, crazy. Uh, it's for a team. Yeah, for the Tigers. Is, uh, yeah. Tigers who have lost nine in a row. Yeah. Um, sorry, that I think bo- the Red Sox took two out of three against the Yankees. Um, we talked about the Red Sox there. They're now worked their way back to five hundred. Um, and then, uh, you know, the Guardians are slow. They're creeping back in there, man. Um, they are, you know, they beat the, they played a series against 
the Astros over the weekend. Uh, they took uh, two of three against the Astros. And um, I just uh, wonder, man, uh, what's going to end up happening with them? This is a team who heats up always uh, second half with their, like you said, always led by Francona. I'd be shocked if they were sellers because uh, this team's kind of ready to win. They have a, they could, I, I would, I would like to see them make a trade for yeah. a bat and get another bat in there. I think that's uh, something that they need really definitely. Yeah. With them. yeah, absolutely, man. Um, that's, that's one thing for them. Uh, let's see. Uh, God, uh, Royals, <laughs> God, they stink, man. They got swept by the Baltimore. I said, we talked about them earlier. Only have one more win than the A's now. Um, which is like the Royals were tr- remember they, they they don't you know they don't go into tanky mode they were trying to um, they were trying to contend this year like they were they were always trying to contend um, but there there was something interesting their owner said that or maybe it was their GM but there was a leak that said they might be open to trading uh, Salvador Perez and uh, Arderos Chapman they're, I they don't know him, what yeah. they're going to try to get for Chapman um, it's like he's a uh, you know on a one year deal. Uh, his ERA is good. He is a sub three ERA, um, but he still gives up a lot of walks. It's not like he's been lights out dominant. I uh, I don't really know what they're trying to say they get for him, but uh, the one guy who is interesting is man Salvador Perez. Um, they have him locked up long term. Uh, he's at two seventy three this year. This is a guy who was in the MVP talks uh, two years ago, or did he win MVP two years ago? Um, sorry, my memory's a little uh, shaky, but uh, this is a guy who is uh, uh, one of the best catchers in all of baseball um, and who is a fan favorite there in Kansas City. Uh, you know, if they're not trying to, you know, if they're not trying to win, you know, I, uh, it's a smart move by them actually to trade them because, um, I mean, obviously they're, they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, what kind of haul would they get for a catcher of his caliber? He's one of the best catchers in all of baseball, uh, offense and defense. Yeah, he's a three-time so, MVP. Um, Damn. No, not MVP. No. Uh, you mean Gold Glove? Oh, sorry. He was seventh in MVP. Sorry, I read, I read that wrong. He was seventh in MVP, MVP voting uh, in 21. He was a Silver Slugger. Yeah, okay. Yeah, tw- in 21. Yeah, because yeah, he had like 40 48, homers. 48 homers. Yeah. And 121 was, RBIs that led the league. How too. many Gold Gloves does he have? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was a monster that year. And he's uh, doing good this year, man. He hit 273. Like I said, he's a, uh, he's a baller, man. Um, someone who uh, that would be a very interesting trade for some teams because uh, who who are in need of catcher and a and hitter like uh, I mean I, w- I bet the Cardinals wish they wouldn't have given uh, Contreras all that money because uh, it would have been very interesting to see for because he seems like he would be a Cardinal to be able to go out there and replace uh, the uh, <laughs> um, what's the name got him drawing a blank after he just uh, uh, retired. Uh, the catcher for the about, Cardinals. Wait, um, you're not talking about catcher for the Cardinals? Yeah, yeah, the catcher for the Cardinals. Just tried. Why am I? Uh, <laughs> uh, God, man. Uh, now yeah, I right. like, God, does this guy know baseball? Oh, Contreras. Um, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 not Contreras. Uh, Yadier Molina. Yadier Molina. Yeah. Uh, Yadier Molina. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's one of the greatest catchers of all time. I couldn't think of his name. Um, but yeah, uh, drawing a blank on his name, but um, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, like I said, Contreras um, over, over the weekend, yeah, I, it wasn't really his fault. Did you see the Ellie Dela Cruz? He forced 
the throw home. Uh, he's not, he didn't steal home, but he made um, he made the Cardinals you know choose like to throw it home on an infield hit. Uh, he went for it, Dela Cruz, and uh, threw it home. Contreras couldn't control the ball. Throw, Again, yeah. wasn't his fault. It was a bad throw. And uh, Dela Cruz pretty much had the winning run there. They, they ended up winning that game four to three. And um, you know it's just like you wonder if Salvador Perez is at the plate right there, or Yadier Molina, whoever does he get you know. Uh, Dela Cruz out. It's really a, you know, something interesting there because, like I said, uh, Contreras isn't a great defensive catcher. He's a good hitter, but uh, not a great defensively. But uh, yeah, another guy who Absolutely. would be interesting to see on the move there is uh, is uh, Cruz. But we'll we'll see there. Um, we, you know, we have a new part of the segment going on here. This is something that I want to try. A blast from the trade past. Uh, this is uh, something that me and Steve were th- putting together. We are going back in time where we look at certain trades and uh, see how they worked out. Uh, me and you, we, uh, this is something that we, we found, both found very interesting um, for a player at the time who was the best pitcher in all of baseball. We're going back to July 7, 2008, where the Brewers acquired Cleveland Indians pitcher yeah. back then when, when they were the Indians, CC Sabathia. For, and this is quote future superstar prospect Matt Laporta, pitcher uh, Zach Jackson, pitcher Rob Bryson, and throw-in catcher, uh, sorry center f- uh, fielder Michael Brantley, who was probably yeah. the best player in that trade. <laughs> you know, looking at it, uh, Sabathia, who's a free agent to be um, going into the the, the uh, free agency that year. Who was later, you know, picked up by the uh, he signed with the New York Yankees in the offseason there, but um, this was a really interesting trade to go back on because, um, you know, uh, the, he made one of the most historic runs um, that year. Um, he was pitching really bad. Uh, he was, I think, he was eight and six going he was into six the and eight. deadline or six and eight. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, he was also, yeah, six and eight, uh, dealing dealing with um, he was dealing with some injuries. Also dealing with terrible run support. Um, in 11, I think, of his starts, he had two or fewer wow. runs um, that year, uh, the first half of the year with Cleveland. So that kind of reflects yeah. on his record a little bit. He won the Cy Young the year before with a 16-9 and record. It's really dominant. Um, I think those were like one of the final years, too, where wins was a big factor in Cy Young voting. I think when it really broke it was when King Felix won in 2011. He was King Felix was, I think 11 and 16 or something like that. It was like the first pitcher ever yeah. to win the Cy Young with a losing record. <laughs> Anyways, another topic for another day. Um, but uh, yeah, man, CC Sabathia. Uh, so when he in 17 starts with the Brewers, he went 11 and two, 165 ERA. He had the Brewers um, in contention pretty much the whole time. He helped, he pretty much helped rejuvenate that team. He had a league high uh, seven of those starts, and uh, um, where three of them were shutouts. He was able to register a one-hit shutout uh, against the Pittsburgh that year, um, and uh, he also dude seven uh, real quick seventeen starts, seven complete games in seventeen starts. That is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, man, you think about it, you know. Right. Just go up over one complete start. I mean, was it all Al- Alcantara had I think, yeah. three of them last year? Like, Holy man, cow, right. You incredible. just don't see it anymore. But yeah, he had 10 that he season. He was a horse, man. Three with Cleveland, 
seven with Milwaukee. Man, um, yeah, he he was a horse. Uh, let's see, he he threw uh, final his his final three starts on three days of rest to lead the Brewers to their first postseason for the first time since 1982. That was also another big thing, you know. So um, that I mean, God, the Brewers could not have won or won this trade anymore. Um, you know, now let's. Uh, you have anything to touch more on uh, the Spathia there? Before we get to the, oh, uh, I was going to keep going forward. So yeah, no, keep going. Yeah, yeah, I did some research. <laughs> I was go. looking into it all, but yeah, go ahead, continue on. No man, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, uh, so what? What did Cleveland get? All right, so we we talked about the the names. So Laporta, uh, that year he was ranked a uh, top thirty prospect by Baseball America. Uh, he was a can't miss prospect in the deal. Through eighty four games uh, in the minors in two thousand eight, the twenty three year old uh, first uh, baseman outfielder. Was already uh, he already homered 20 times while batting 288. Uh, well, instead instead of him being that player, Laporta's uh, career faced injury and difficulties at the plate through uh, see through four up and down seasons with the Indians. He batted 238, 231 strikeouts and 31 homers. He never lived up to the the hype or um, <laughs> be you know anything of that nature. Michael Brantley, a lot of p- people know what his career. Ended up turning out to be uh, a little bit of anger management. Um, he, was, like I said, he was probably the best year um, th- during that trade. Uh, let's see, th- they got him. They developed him into an all-star in the middle of the lineup. Um, he didn't become a star until pretty much uh, he was age 28. Again, by that time, um, that deal was kind of uh, far from gone. Uh, what about but, uh, Zach Jackson, dude? With the other two guys uh, in the original deal. I said, what about Zach Jackson? Huh? Go ahead. Dude. Yeah. I know. Talk he, about that. He was, Go ahead. His, well, I'll just say, his his MLB statistics here show a 4-5 and five record with a 5.81 ERA and 63 strikeouts. That's his whole career. So we don't have to get into it too much, I guess. But, yeah, the guy played not even three seasons uh, with seven different teams. And he, that... You know what I wish I would have looked up that year uh, before is what other deals right. like were out yeah, there? Yeah, that's something I didn't look idea. into. <laughs> that's yeah, that's something I didn't look into. I wish I would have. Um, yeah, you know, you're right, man. Jackson only threw – he finished his time there with <laughs> yeah. only 63.1 innings pitched. And, yeah, uh, terrible. And 6'11 ERA, man. Um, yeah, no, it was awful. And um, – I said uh, the Brantley thing, who, who was the throw-in in the deal, considering at the time, um, uh, he, you know, in 2014, he uh, had the Indians. He uh, he led the Indians with batting, batted 327, 20 homers, 23 steals. Um, but again, another guy who was never better than you know, uh, an all-star no. caliber. I would say he was never a superstar, anything of that means. But, but uh, man, just so you think about the player that Sabathia turned into, um, obviously for the Yankees, he led them the next year to and they the, won. the yeah. World Series in 2009. Um, yeah, that was the year they won. He signed, I think, two $100 million uh, contracts after that. And I would say, um, you know, if you, look, if you look at it through the, from the 2000s and up, he has to be one of the best pitchers in I would all say baseball. So. Yeah. Right? 
I mean, if, you th if you're starting a draft from 2000 and up, and we say the Mount Rushmore of, of pitchers, and this is just at the top of my head, Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherger, Justin Verlander, CC Sabathia. Holiday, yeah. Uh, Roy Holiday has to be on there. Uh, Johan Santana has to be there. He, he won two Cy Youngs. Um, and I'm missing one other pitcher, I think. Uh, King Felix there. Randy Johnson. Um, you know, so, I mean, uh, again, Sabathia won a World Series. I mean, that cannot be overlooked. Can't be. Um, he was the main reason, too. After, why I, don't, and I don't know if you looked at dominant. too, too deep into it, but after um, uh, the Yankees didn't make the playoffs the years before the year before that too they won eight they won 89 games and they hadn't they didn't make the playoffs yeah, it was their first Next time year they bring in sabathia they won 103 and won the world series and it's not only because of him but i mean he's a big part of it and it, yeah yeah right well, right well no they saw yeah. an age brunette year that year too i remember that um but yeah. um no i mean he was there he was the ace the de facto i mean man he was it was just it was a like when they signed when they signed those two guys that year it was like no doubt they're winning the world series and they just they were the solid pick throughout the whole year and they let they you know sometimes like you know the mets were projected oh my god they got verlander down uh it's not as easy as you think especially in baseball it is the hardest sport um i don't care anybody says it, uh you have the best pitchers on paper and all this it still has to play out anything can happen in baseball and that's just the fact man and um you know, so from start to finish that year, Sabathia was awesome. And this trade uh, for Milwaukee, I mean, you know, man, they, he helped a 26-year playoff draft for that team. They ended up losing to the Phillies at the time, in the, uh, the DS, I think. The, yeah. Yep. And then the he played the against Phillies the Phillies again the in the World Series the next year uh, as a pitcher for the Yankees. So he got to face them twice with two teams in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, that, that's actually another. Um, yeah, that's another interesting. Yeah, factor. yeah, he was in the NLDS against the Phillies, lost. He lost his game. He got shelled. And then 2009 World Series, they were in the World Series that year too. And yeah, he lost. He he played. He pitched game one, and he lost. Uh, they lost six to one that that first game. But yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how all everything flipped. I mean, as soon as yeah, he got traded, you know, obviously Milwaukee went to the playoffs and all that. But you see, if you see the Cleveland Cleveland's record the next year, they didn't even win. They won. They almost lost a hundred games the next season. Two thousand nine. Yeah, and I think, I actually think they had another Cy Young on that team. Cliff Lee, yeah. Who, funny enough, came Cliff to the Phillies, Lee. and pitched Game Three of the World Series or something like that, yeah, and pitched a complete that. game, if I remember right. He had a complete game that World Series. Yeah, he pitched. Um, and then, yeah, because well, he. Got traded. Who did the um, Phillies trade him to? The Phillies traded him to somebody. Because um, remember, he went back and signed with the Phillies. He went back. I remember right? how upset yeah. I was when he signed with them because they had. Right, he was he with them in 09. Oh, he went to Seattle and then he was with Texas for 2010. Seattle and Texas, and then he went back to the Phillies in 2011. That's right. In Texas. He wasn't the same ever again. He no. was, just, he was kind of never the same. Although he was an all star in 2011 and 2013. Because yeah, um, he was on. He was. Exactly. Lee Holiday. Um, who else was on that? Yeah, I, to, I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah. Cole, yeah, Cole Hamels, yep. Uh, Cole Hamels. And uh, there was a couple other guys. We had a pretty solid rotation at that point in time. Yeah, and we had, we had a solid really bullpen. But yeah. And a Ryan Howard who's hitting 60 home runs a year. Howard, <laughs> yeah. 
I love I love the yeah, way dude. Ryan Howard at the extension. That was the greatest thing ever. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> instead of us uh, bantering on here, man. Uh, but yeah, that's a good one. A blast from the trade past. That was a uh, you know one of the trades, and then on the next cool. podcast uh, next week we'll do another one. Um, I think these are fun. I want to keep doing. Yeah, these. it's interesting to see how how these um, kind of things yeah. happen, and how uh, these kind of things I go down. I want to hear if you guys liked mm. it. Yeah. Yeah, and how they play out, man. How they really affect things because it really did. I mean. For the Brewers, it affected for uh, Cleveland, um, for the Yankees. I mean, because don't forget, like, just imagine Sebastian never goes on that run, like on that crazy 11-2 and two, uh, sprint and 17 starts, you know, with a post that ERA. Um, I mean, maybe the Yankees do sign him still, but um, it's just it is very interesting to see. Yeah. Obviously, he was a Cy Young Award winner before that, but uh, yeah, man. It is. It is one of those things. Did he win no. the Cy Young Award? In two thousand nine, he came in fourth. Yeah. No, he did. Yeah, and twenty first in MVP. Who, who won that year? Um, oh, no, it was Cliff Lee, it, huh? It was AL MVP. We just talked about him. Oh, wait, what am I talking about? Cy Young, not not MVP. It was Zach Greinke. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Granky. Yeah, Granky started off like ten and zero that year. That's right. And Verlander was third yeah, that year with that. Detroit. Man, well, and Halliday yeah. was with Toronto, and he was fifth that year in voting. Yeah. Dude, oh, man. I love that guy. Just, yeah, he's up there, man. Just pencil that guy. R.I.P. Man. Yeah, yeah, dude, know. definitely. That's a piece Roy Holiday. Really special guy, man. One of the greatest pitchers. Yeah. Um, that a lot. Yeah, of he was only like forty when he died or something ever. too. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, kind of. Yep. Oh yeah, I died in the plane crash. That was sad. Um, He's a Cy Young winner too. He won a Cy Young with the Phillies. The, the saddest thing. He won one with Toronto and one with. Yeah, oh, I think one two Cy Youngs. Yep. I think he won one with the uh, Toronto too. Yeah. He just nah. was never. He didn't win a World Series, which kind of stunk, you know. We almost went. I think I we, we, we went that year. We almost went that year. Yeah. Another team. <laughs> Twenty ten. It was really close. But yeah. No, it was really close. You guys were definitely the the odds-on favorite because you guys had Cliff Lee, you guys had him, you guys had Cole Hamels, and you saw that young core with Ryan Howard, Lee Rollins yeah. and uh, Ryan Howard. You know, Victorino, yeah. Chase Utley was on that team. Uh, Shane Victorino, who I yeah, guess man. didn't either. Yeah, yeah. I think um, when I think that when they traded him a few years later uh, after to the Dodgers, it was the Shane Victorino. Uh, Maybe around then, and then I think you guys yeah. traded Utley and all them way later. It was way later, but yeah. Oh man, yeah. Uh, next time we'll, we'll we'll do this another episode like this next week. I think it's really yeah, fun. Yeah, that would be cool. We'll do one on basketball or football. Yeah, on the on the next one when we don't go into baseball. But uh, yeah, I think uh, this is all we got for you guys today. Thank you guys all for tuning in to the Sports My Conduct podcast. I'm your host Brian Argot uh, with producer Steve. We will be back with you guys later on this week, uh, talking some NBA, uh, maybe the Heat. The, we'll see. Uh, finals will be over. We'll see. We'll t- we'll be recapping that. Whatever we'll be re- recapping, game five, maybe game six. We'll see, and uh, some more baseball. Uh, thank you guys for all tuning in, and have a great day.